What's going on, everybody? Hey, today we are back with another Think and Grow Rich Mindset episode, and we have our lovely co-host, John Bodron, here today, and today we're going to be talking about decision-making, which is step number seven in the 13 Steps to Riches in the Think and Grow Mindset series. And so this is actually episode seven, even though this is step seven. Uh, so today we're talk about decision. Um, honestly, probably one of the most powerful things, probably the simplest things uh, that we can, the concept we're going to talk about, but most powerful and sometimes simple is what works, right? And a great quote from Brendan Richard, one of my favorite quotes is, it may be common sense, but doesn't mean it's common practice. And so that's what we're talking about today is how to make common sense also common practice. So before we dive in here today, I'm gonna Mr. John Bonner kind of um, explain to you guys who he is and why you should listen to him. So John, take over my friend. My name is John Bodnar and I'm a coach at BSB Wealthy Body Coaching and my purpose in life perhaps maybe not ironically, but appropriately is to help people make decisions for themselves that actually serve them. As someone who has struggled to make proper decisions for himself in the past, now that I actually have that skill, uh, my, my goal and my purpose is to pass it on to others so they can maximize their lives. Which is exactly what we're talking about today. And the only thing that qualifies us to have this conversation is that we've made a lot more mistakes, a lot more um, setbacks than most people have. That's the reason why. Right. And so like the only way you actually learn is by going through it, making the mistakes, learning the right lesson. So let's talk about how we made some, some, some wrong, wrong decisions in our past here. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, first slide. Accurate analysis of over 25,000 people who had experienced failure disclosed that a lack of decision was near the head of the list of the 30 major causes of failure, which we talked about last week. So if you haven't watched episode seven from last week, go back and watch that. We talked about the 30 causes of failure. Uh, and all lack of decision is, is literally procrastination. And procrastination is like uh, is like a dirty word, right? It's a dirty word in most people's uh, vocabularies. I don't know one person who uses the word procrastination in a in a positive manner. So uh, with, with that being said, John, wrong. it just sounds wrong, exactly. So, so, so tell me why, like, what about lacking a decision is wrong? Well, the, the dirtiest part of it is that, as we've said in the past, not making a decision is making a decision. So, so what's, what's silly about it is people see like, oh, I didn't make a decision. I didn't make a decision. Therefore, you know, I'm just putting it off. And, that, and they recognize that that's a problem. What they don't recognize is that a decision is getting made either way. So, so lack of decision is a decision. But the reason that that's important is that you cannot avoid making a decision. So you might as well make the right decision. When you avoid making a decision at all, doesn't count, doesn't help you. Still a decision. Yeah. It'd be like a good example, an analogy, an analogy in uh, in memory of Tim not being with with us here today, is that like if your goal, again, so everyone has goals. And if your goal in this analogy is that you want to score as many points as possible, right? And you know what? You're concerned about your your percentage, but the real goal is just how many points can I score? And so, but if you're so concerned with your percentage, you only shoot two times and you make two baskets, right? Then your percentage is 100%. But your overall scoring, if we're playing basketball and you're shooting, and you're shooting regular jump shots, is four points, right? Whereas the person who shoots 10 times and is only 50%, they made five baskets, right? And maybe they failed five times, 
but they were also successful five times. And that in my in my scoreboard, five is better than two. Right. And so when it comes to, when it comes to decisions, that's exactly how I look at decisions. It's like it's not about the number of percentages, the the percentage of decisions that I made that maybe went the way I thought they would, but it's like if I just make enough decisions, enough of those decisions will eventually go my way. And when most people like they're they're scared, like the reason why people don't make decisions is because of unknown, because of fear. That's that's one of the biggest reasons that we know people don't make decisions. You should be afraid by only taking two shots. Like that's what's scary. Like taking two shots is scary. Why don't you take five shots, ten shots, twenty shots? The more shots you take, the the more likelihood of you are actually to getting the objective, which is to score points. Exactly. Well, you know, give you another quote, a, a very popular quote. You know, you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Well, go Wayne Gretzky, and that's actually a really good, just a really good thing to keep in mind when it comes to decision making. Is that if you 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 have no chance of success if you don't if you don't at least take the shot if you don't decide to take the shot. And something else, just to be clear, uh, Tim is still alive. He's just not not hosting today, but he is he is still with. Us. He is uh, he is he is alive. He's he's very lean version. I Maybe mean, he's like barely alive. He's got no fat on his body right now. He's getting ready to step on stage. So yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. All right, and then let's talk about this. So analysis of several hundred people who had, who, had, who had accumulated fortunes. So now the first example we talked about people who were who had who had um, been met with failure. Now we're talking about people who have been met with success. It shows that they had basically had the habit of reaching decisions promptly and changing them slowly. Mm -hmm. So John, when you see that, like, where do you see that show up? Maybe in your life, or where do you see I have an example of that where? You've seen this habit show up in maybe you or other people around you. So I, I see that with my fitness actually is, you know, I, um, I reach a decision of like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym today. Now, a really simple example. I'm going to go to the gym today. I reached that really quickly. In fact, I technically decided that months and months and months ago, maybe even years ago, but, but changing what my actual plan is that happens really slowly, whether it's over a 12 week period, then I do something different or maybe it's like, okay, after a few months, I'm like, this isn't really doing it for me anymore. Like, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll change something there. But, but the core decision of I'm going to go to the gym remains the same and gets made, you know, just about every single day. And so what I, what I see from this is that, you know, these, these successful people, they reach a decision immediately because they know they need to make a decision in order to get anything out of it. And then if it's something that needs to be changed, you know, changing them slowly, I'm trying to think of an example of where changing it slowly in, in terms of other than like outside of the gym fits the book. So if you have a good example of that, I'd, I'd love to hear it. But the reaching decisions promptly part makes me. Yeah. You know, the, what, how, how I kind of see this is like, it's, it's basically like making the commitment first. Like, so, so the decision is that I'm going to be successful in my fitness. It's a good example. So like you made that decision and then Let's say that you're like, okay, well, I made the decision that I'm going to specifically be a powerlifter, right? And you're like, mm, like fitness and like working out is definitely like that's like that decision is right, but maybe, maybe it's not powerlifting, maybe it's weightlifting, maybe it's CrossFit, maybe it's running, right? And so like you basically, like, you basically slowly move from being a powerlifter to being a Olympic weightlifter or a CrossFitter or a runner, right? And so that's how I kind of see it being made. It's like you ultimately just made the decision that you're going to do fitness, right? And then you basically can, you, you adjust your decision based on like, oh, now that I'm probably saying like, I really don't like to, you know, 
I don't like the deadlift. And so instead of being a powerlifter, now you're going to do weightlifting because you like to do snatches and cleans. Same thing can be said with business. Like, okay, I made a decision that I want to be financially free. And so then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm going to go into, I'm going to go into business, right? And maybe business isn't around for you. Then maybe you go into investing. Maybe you go into, into stock trading. Like ultimately, like you made the decision that you're going to be financially free. You're going to like, like the end goal, like you made that decision. And then from there, you make the, the you, you make the changes on how you actually get there. So I actually see it more from that standpoint rather than being like, you know what? Um, I decided that, you know, X decision. And then I slowly decided B decision. I, I don't see as much from that standpoint. It's almost like a growth and evolution of like, I started here and then from there I learned and I moved my, and then I, I moved over to here. That's how I recognize this. Got it. So, so really it's like, it's like setting a goal essentially saying, I, you know, I am committed to like, you said, being financial. I'm committed to being a millionaire. Okay. Here are the steps I need to take. Like, okay. I made this decision. Bam. And now, you know, maybe I need to do something different than that or more or whatever. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause ultimately if you're looking at this from like the small day-to-day decisions, like, yeah, like, like what time you ate, like, like what time you eat today could change tomorrow. And while obviously you can change those things slowly or fastly, I think really what I'd like to focus on is like the big intention. Like what's the big one? What's your intention when you wake up today? What gets you going? What, what motivates you? Why are you doing that? And that's the big thing. And then from there, all your decisions will actually will, will move based on um, experience and it, it, based on, on, on feedback from what you're experiencing. So, uh, so yeah, so I think like again, an example inside the book was Henry Ford's, you know, he made the decision that he was going to basically create a mass automobiles. And at that time, it would be like us thinking that we'd all have, we'd all have our own airplane, right? Yeah. Like that, that's kind of thinking it was like, it's like, there's no freaking way, right? It's like, there's no way we're all going to have our own automobiles. Uh, just like today, we're like, there's no way you'd have your own plane. And so, but he made it, the decision, like that was going to be his decision. Like that was his decision. He made it. And then basically from there, you know, like how he initially set out, like was not, it, it didn't make sense. But as he started to learn, as the market gave him feedback, he slowly moved, he, he moved the needle based on what the market was telling him and what, like what his actual resources were. And so I think it's the most important thing. So like in an example today and age, it's like, I want to be a millionaire or I want to lose 30 pounds. It's like, great, make the decision, right? I want 30 pounds, great. And then the first thing you do is you do keto, right? And like, oh, I like keto, but this part I didn't like about it. Okay, boom. Makes you like, hey, like, I like keto, but you know what? I still like to eat some carbs. So, you know what? I, I started doing macros, right? And all of a sudden they do macros like, oh, I love macros, but I don't know what my macro should be. Like, then, then I decided, you know, I should maybe hire a coach who understands macros. And so these are like how you change your decision from like doing keto all the way to all of a sudden now you have a coach who's teaching you how to do macros and then teaching you how to actually change your mindset rather than just focusing on macros as well. Right. And then all of a sudden, boom, like, ah. And so that's, that'd be like a, a good example of someone changing their decisions um, throughout the process, but not in a way that they didn't say that, hey, I'm going to lose 30 pounds versus I'm not going to lose 30 pounds. It's like, Goals lose 30 pounds. Keep that. Now, high lose 30 pounds. That's going to adjust as you as you get feedback. Got it. Yeah, that's well, I think that's, that's a really powerful process because as long as you stay committed to goal A, it really doesn't matter where you find yourself. You know, assuming you don't make do something that makes it so you literally can't hit that goal. But yeah, as long as you're committed to the goal, then you're going to change your decisions along the way. And, and looking at it over time, it's way faster, way shorter, way longer. I mean, way longer than making that initial decision. 
one of the great Chris Crone quotes that I think about a lot from his book, the, uh, the Limitless book, is he says, goals in stone and plans in sand. This means like those big goals, things that are important to you, like those things will probably always be there. But it's your plan to get there that might, you might, again, you might have to adjust them. So, okay, um, which goes to our next slide, which is actually really good, is if you are influenced by opinions uh, of others, when you reach decisions, you will not succeed in the undertaking of transmuting desire into money. And so this, this should have said, when you're influenced by opinions of others. Um, and I think that's really powerful to understand that any sort of goal you go for that's worth going for, there's probably going to be some challenges along the way. There's going to be some, there's going to be some doubts, not just by you, but people around you. And there's no better person to tell you that you can't do something than people who are closest to you, because you know why? Because it's their projection on, like they're just projecting their limiting beliefs onto you. And so when you're when you're going through your journey and you have your goals, people will get in your way and they're going to give you their opinions. They're going to give you their opinions about why they can't do it. And if you're going to listen to their opinions, well, you will not be successful because ultimately you're depending on others to make you happy. You give away your personal power, which is it's just funny because we had this example in our, in our meeting just a couple minutes ago, but it, it applies to the same situation. Like as soon as you let someone else take the power from you by you being influenced by their opinion of you um, and you and you change your goals based on that, you'll not be successful because it, it just shows that your goals really weren't that important to you because, or, or maybe your goals were done with the wrong intention. They were done in vain. They're done out of, out, of, out of something that didn't actually matter, like, like status, right? Um, so that's how I see this slide. But John, tell me, what are your thoughts on the slide? I actually see it super simply in that if you are not, if you're not committed to, to yourself, right? Or if you, let's put, let's actually go the other way. If you are committed to yourself, if you are committed to the goal and you, you know that it's a good goal, then you're actually not going to be influenced by the opinions of people around you. So I think it's, it's in part saying like, like, okay, you know, set aside other people's opinions, but at the same time, you will inherently not be influenced by other people's opinions if you have the right and if you are truly committed to that goal. So on one hand, it's like, yeah, you got to accept that. Okay, yeah, this is my goal. Here's my opinion of it. And I'm not going to let other people bring it down. But again, if you find yourself being brought down by other people's opinions, maybe it's not as simple as saying, oh, I shouldn't be. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be paying attention to your opinions. Maybe it's like, maybe I do need to adjust the goal. Not in a way like, maybe maybe my goal needs to be higher. Right? Maybe it needs to be a better goal or a stronger goal, a tougher goal. But, but you need to look at it from both sides find yourself being influenced mm -hmm. by other people's opinions. It's like, what do I need to change? Right? Do I need to change the goal? Probably not. Do I need to change how I look at it? Probably. But you need to be open to changing one or the other. Yeah. You know, the, the example I think of in, in this in the situation was, it was three years into my business career and I, I, I worked a lot. I showed a lot. And honestly, I, just, I was just trying to figure it out. Trying to figure it out. And I remember one time having a conversation with my mom and she was like, you know what, Logan, like you just work so much. Like you should go, you know, you should go relax. You should take the weekends off. Like you shouldn't work so much. Right. And I remember, I remember her saying that. And I just was like, my reaction was like, you don't even know why I'm working so much. Like you don't even know what my goals are. Right. And ultimately like, and like I said, the people sometimes closest to us are the ones who have the, who have the ability to 
played the biggest influence over us in a negative way. And like she had no intention of being negative. She was just literally projecting her her beliefs and how like she would never work from 4 a.m. to 8 p.m. Like she would never do that. So she's like, you just shouldn't do that, right? Because that's just not how it's done, you know. And so she was just projecting her beliefs onto me. And in her situation, it was right, you know. She's got a job. There's no reason that she should be a dental hygienist from 4 a.m. to to 8 p.m. Like she only sees it through the lens of her. And you should understand that where people are coming from. Um, and so ultimately, like, of course I didn't listen to her opinion, um, because it didn't make sense, you know? And then, so you just gotta understand that the opinions and, and I'm not saying that opinions aren't important to listen to. You should also understand through, through the lens of that opinion is coming from. And so now, for instance, if I hired a mentor and I spent hundreds of thousand dollars on them and they gave me their opinion, well, you damn right. I'm going to listen to it. Right. So also understanding that, um, like some opinions, some people's opinions do matter. You also have to understand through what through what lens is that opinion coming from, right? And like, what is their intention? Now, my mom's intention was not that. Also, it was honestly just make herself feel better about herself because she would she couldn't fathom how someone could could work as much as I was working at that time, right? And so it's always important for you as the person to ultimately trust yourself, understand your own situation, understand your like understand what your goal is. Um, and so when able to do that, it's like, yeah, well, does this, like, does me working from 4 a.m. to 8 p.m. every single day at this moment in my life, does it make sense for me to get to where I want to go? You know? And at that moment, it did. Now, it, it no longer does to this day, but in that moment, it did. And so it's always important for you to always understand your situation as well and like, ask yourself that question. Like, does this serve my goal? Like, does this decision serve my goal? Right? So it's the opinion of yourself that matters more than the opinion of anybody else. Definitely. And I think that actually translates pretty well into the next slide. You said like, you got to, got to trust yourself. You also have to have the courage to do so, to be brave enough to, to trust yourself. Cause I'll, I'll read this one out since we're already talking about it. Says, uh, so I'm not definite of decision. Anyway, so decision requires courage, right? Like definitive decision requires courage. So the 56 men who signed the declaration of independence, like that was an incredibly courageous thing. They were, they were putting their names on something that caused a lot of conflict uh, really for entire, uh, you know, most of Europe and of course us as well. And so like in order to have the courage to make a decision, you also have to have courage and trust in yourself to say like, I am right in this decision too. And, and what makes it a lot easier is by knowing that if you are at least making a decision, it's a hell of a lot better than, than putting it off and not making the decision because that's always the wrong decision. So if you're struggling with courage to make decisions, like you can at least look at it that way. Like I will definitely be better off by at least doing this than, than by not doing anything at all. So that's, that's where you can pull some courage from, but then you also have to work on it. You have to build it. You got to break your beliefs. You got to make sure that, that you actually do trust yourself and believe in yourself and then you listen to your gut in order to have the courage to make difficult or even simple decisions day to day. And exercising in, in your decision muscle is just that it's a muscle, right? So it's something that something that it's a skill. It takes time to to feel confident each decision you make. But each decision you make, and the quicker you do it, the less thinking, the less procrastinating you do, it just becomes something that you just do, and you just understand that like literally the only wrong decision is to not make decisions. And when you when you're able to practice that time and time again, you realize that no matter if the decision like. If you if you have an example between green and red, like it doesn't matter what the actual like, it, there is no actual right answer. But like green is going to take you down one path, and red is going to take you down one path, right? The 
there might be a couple more ups and downs depending on what path you're down, but ultimately like there is no wrong like the only one wrong decision is you thinking that there is a wrong decision. <laughs> you right. know? Um, because ultimately wrong and right for like outside of <laughs> I mean, maybe even outside of uh, outside of morals is like it literally is just based on your own opinion. You know, like we get to have very different morals and so my view of you right and wrong is could be different than your vision of right and wrong as well. And so ultimately it just comes down to like what your own opinion is. So even like what's wrong or right is literally just our own opinion. Um, but ultimately at a at a fundamental level, just not doing anything is the only thing that's going to make sure just going to ensure you are where you're at. So unless your goal is to stay where you're at, which again, um, if that is, then then by golly, just don't make any decisions. Um, and just understand that anything that's not growing is dying. That's that is like that is a world that we do live in. So if you if you're okay with going backwards and sliding back, that's what actually stagnation is, right? Um, then then yeah, then don't do anything. Like literally take no actions, make no decisions. Um, and I would say this too, a second piece of this. Sometimes it's not always about you making the decision. So like for instance, if you have a team or if you have a if you have a, a partner, like trust in them to make decisions as well, right? And push them to make decisions. So it's not always about you making the decision in every situation. It's like maybe you maybe you trust somebody. You put them in a, in a role, whether it be, again, in a company, whether it be on a team, whether it be in a relationship, but you trust them to make a decision. And so, um, like, give them the, the confidence to make that decision as well. And don't just take that right from them as well, but, like, encourage them to make decisions. Encourage them to make fast decisions as well. Because ultimately, like, it's not just, like, to scale your life. It's can you scale decision-making, right? So, like, obviously, first you must master yourself. And then from there, um, give people the bar to leave. Do, like, if you want other people to make Good decisions around you. It starts with you first. And I love the story of the of the Declaration of Independence. That's that's why I threw it in here. But not only like was it a bold decision, but it was like them putting literally their necks on the line for something they believed in. So again, like they were like, "Here's what we're gonna do. We we want to be free, right?" And they that's what they signed this piece of paper. Some you guys might have heard it before. You know, back in back in 1776 and they made the decision that they're going to be free from the British rule, right? And it was like, I love that example because it's a bold decision. And do you think that, do you think that they knew what was actually going to come of it? Like, did, like had they ever, had they ever broken away from Great Britain before or any country for that matter before? Had they ever done that before? No way. Right? And so they didn't know what the outcome was, but they based their decision on what they felt was right. They based their decision on that, you know what, I'm okay. I'm okay with, even if, if I die for my country, I'm willing to die for my country because I, I believe this is so right. And if people base their decisions on that concept, and I'm not saying go out there and like, basically like go out there, like take risks where you actually like that is on the line. That's definitely not what I'm saying. But because actually, because if you realize that most decisions you make have nothing to do with life and death, you start to realize like how minimal the risk actually is. And that's really the, that's really the message that, want to get across that people are so afraid to take action like what is actually the worst case scenario like they, like think about Projected. that what is actually worst case scenario yeah like most people say it's the fear of it's the fear of death which in 99 percent of the decisions you make literally have zero impact it's the fear of loss right which are all fears like fear of money fear uh fear of loss of money fear of loss of relationships fear of looking dumb like the amount of actual the amount of actual pain that those things cost are so minimal. Maybe just like literally hours, maybe at the most, 
maybe a day or two, you actually lost all your money, lost all your relationships. You might, you might hurt, right? But all that, all that hurt is just emotional. It's not actually real pain. Right? It's like that's like that's your that's your biggest risk. That's the worst thing. And but the upside, the reward for that decision could be life changing. It could be it could be you experiencing life at a level that you never thought was was imaginable. Right. And so that's that's literally your risk reward when you make a decision. And ultimately, by making no decision, you're just cementing. You're just cementing the fact that like nothing will happen. Right. And you give yourself zero chance to be able to live this life of absolute amazement, absolute euphoria. So that's why the power of decision is so important. Get on. I'll actually, well, actually, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a personal example. That is, so thanks to your inspiration, Logan, I, I decided to my uh, Airbnb. So that way, like, if we go on a trip, we can make some money while we're gone, or if we need to make some money, we can go on a trip. And um, I was really excited about it. I prefaced it with like, "Hey, you want to learn how to make like fifteen extra, fifteen hundred extra dollars this summer?" And she was all excited about it. But then when it came down to the actual details, um, absolutely, she was afraid. She was afraid of having people in her house. She was afraid about about our stuff being, you know, being damaged or lost or stolen. Now she was, and still is right now. She's she's afraid of that. And I'm still working through on okay, like how do I how do I break past this fear? How do I get her to, to realize like okay, we don't like the the benefit from it greatly outweighs the risks by a lot. And, and if we're constantly making decisions around fear, then we're not going to have the life that we Certainly not anytime soon. And so what 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 I need from her or need, need to instill in her or help her realize that it's there is the courage to make a decision like that. The courage to have people in her home, right? Have strangers in her home. And I'm, I'm sold completely on it, which doesn't necessarily help because I'm just sitting here telling her how great it's going to be. But the reality is because she has more courage for it. And I'm, I'm a patient guy. So that's it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when and how. Yeah. And it has to go to down this rabbit hole and I get real specific, but I think the easiest way to help people make decisions when when a decision is is like for the greater good rather than about ourselves. And so like if, if we're using that frame of work, it's like think of all the people that we're actually helping that literally like especially in the market we live in, like it's hard to find housing. It's, fine to it's, it's hard to find a hotel, especially a reasonable one, right? And if we have this opportunity that we're not using a resource, an asset that we have, you know, it's, it's only our right to serve people and help people. Uh, and by us like being selfish and being afraid, like, does that help anybody? You know? And so that's always a clear, so that's a clear philosophy on how you're able to make decisions as well. It's like, we're able to give it through service rather than like, are you making your decisions through service or are you making it through about you? Right. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm not saying all decisions about you are not bad, but if you're able to like really come out from the greater good, it's like, how's this decision serving the world? How's it making a better place? Now all of a sudden it becomes easier to make the decision, right? Look, look at these guys who, who risk their lives, right? They're like, they did it for like, they wanted their, their kids, their grandkids. They wanted us 245 years later to be talking about them because you know what? It was the right thing to do. And you know what? They were right. <laughs> yeah. Whether, whether the outcome was it happened or not, like they were right. Right. And it was just like it was just like what happened with the um with the Revolutionary War, like, you know, fighting for slavery. Like it was the right thing to do, whether it was like whether they won or not, like it was irrelevant because they're fighting for the right thing to do. Not excuse me, not 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 revolution war, the civil oh, war. Oh civil war. Excuse me. Okay. Yeah. Right. A civil war. Um like, like they're fighting for the right thing to do. Right. And so ultimately it didn't matter if they won or lost. Right. It's like we're fighting for this 
this equality essentially and look and look where we are now right and so like it was obviously the right move so that's any sort of decision making if you can make it from a an altruistic um path then like it doesn't matter what the outcome is like who cares if someone steals your stuff who cares right who, who cares if somebody damages it like things can be replaced right but your values and, and who you are like that's that that's going to be forever so there you go <laughs> john yeah. john still sold this <laughs> sorry i'm what you're still sold i know oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> i'm still sold i'm done um, <laughs> awesome um, all right, John, anything else you want to add to this this last slide? Other than other than just perpetuating the point of like, yeah, it does take courage to to make the right decisions or to make decisions in general. So just accept that, you know, not only do you have to make a decision, no matter what, like that can that for, for me helps with courage because it's like, okay, I don't have the courage to make a decision, but if I don't make the decision, that's still a decision. It just kind of makes it silly in a way. Like, okay, then why would I not do this? So just acknowledge like, okay, yeah, it's gonna be scary, requires courage, but ultimately you're gonna get to the same point no matter what, as long as you're making decisions time and time again. You're gonna get lucky a time or two, you're gonna get unlucky a time or two, but regardless, you just gotta keep keep deciding every day. Person who makes the most decisions, they're the one who gives themselves the highest percentages to win the game. And hey, if you've ever been to Vegas, you like that, that whole town was built on numbers. It was built on, percentages and so if you if you want to be successful just like those vegas hotels are like give like give yourself the best percentages right yep. and that's like the more times shoot the more decisions you make better chance to see having successful everyone everyone calls it lucky but sometimes you just got to be in the game in order to win the game so. which does not apply to gambling so that is the lesson that i will leave you with <laughs> <laughs> i'm not condemning gambling at all yeah <laughs> uh, but i appreciate you guys all for listening john i appreciate you beyond here sharing wisdom uh this was episode number eight step number seven decision making process one of my favorite things to talk about uh because it's so simple you literally can just like change your like change your mindset today tomorrow in, in a moment and your life can totally be different and it's so it's super powerful and that's why we talk about it so hopefully uh it allowed you to make a couple of decisions in your life and maybe even a big one at that so if you did let us know we'd love to hear your, your feedback and your input but uh, that's all we got for today we'll be back next week with uh step number eight in this 13 steps to uh to riches in the thinking grow rich mindset series so john thanks so much and we'll chat with everybody soon bye see ya